the best way to avoid being that trap tra trader is understanding when you got trapped, why you got trapped, and whether it's going to work in your direction or not. Mm -hmm. Take the loss. You could always get back in. But that's how you will lose small on the trade instead of just hoping that it's, it's coming back. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the RLT Pivot podcast. We are here again with an amazing episode, and I am joined once again with Mr. Dan Jansen. How are you, sir? Doing awesome, Tracy. Good to be back. Uh, just me and you today, so yes. we don't have a guest today, but that gives us an opportunity to talk about. Um, I, actually, I get a, I get a lot of uh, questions from beginner traders on the topic, but also when you're in it, you can be experienced too. And you're like, is that a trap? And what do I, how do I act with it? So the, the main topic today is, is what is a trap? How do you know you're getting trapped or what do you do if you see a trap? Right. Cause a lot of people that get into trades, we let's face it. The only reason we get into a trade is because it looks really good if it's our plan. And then as soon as you get triggered, you're like, well, is this one really going to work? And that self-doubt sinks in very, very quickly. So, so let's talk about the traps for a minute. What, what is to you, what would be a trap? Oh, being in a position that you, it, it's just not working. That's not working. And it's not working right away. That's that to me is a trap. So it's, it's right off the bat immediately. Never, never had an opportunity to be positive. Never was working. It's just a, oh man. Total regret the minute you entered the trade. It's like, yep, yeah. that's that's not good. How about you? What is it? What, I look for the obvious traps, mm -hmm. right? So if let's say you want to go short something mm -hmm. and you're you're looking at this one spot and you're like, yeah, if this spot doesn't hold, this is probably going lower. And then you get triggered. Everybody gets triggered. It breaks that that spot and then immediately pops back. Like you said, you're you're quickly in the wrong on that trade. Mm -hmm. And that would be a trap. Like that's, that's, there's traps all over the market and each individual candle could have its own little trap on it. But the bigger ones, the ones that mean the most are the ones where it's like just the most obvious place to get in. Like you want to short something and you're, you're, you're like, this makes total sense. Mm -hmm. And then by the time that candle closes, you're like, well, I, I don't know what just happened. We look at good for like a 12 second period. And then all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm now down on this trade. Like that was the best entry possible. So <laughs> Now, that that I, I I love that, and I think that I actually want to come back to this point that you're making right here, and that is uh, you know location because I think location is really key, and it's one of the things that we can actually evaluate to determine the possibility and look for traps. So why don't we come back to that in a little bit? But let's start first with a little game. We're gonna okay. we're gonna start first with you know helping you guys figure out. If you've been trapped, we're going to play a little game. Hopefully you guys have heard of the whole Jeff Foxworthy. Are you a redneck or think you're a redneck? We're going to do, you know, you're a trap trader if, all right. And Dan and I are each going to throw, you know, one at a time at you. And, uh, you know, guys, if you guys think of any, it, you, you know, you're a trap trader, you know, you're a trap trader. If please throw them in the comments below or throw them in the chat right now with us and let's get started. Dan, do you want to start with the first one? Yeah, but let's let's start. Let's do it, uh, David Letterman style. So you start with ten, and we go up to one. Okay, so let's do that. All let's right. Start so number 10. here's here's number ten. Okay. You know you're a trap trader when your family and friends start avoiding conversations about your trading experiences, fearing they'll get caught up in a lengthy discussion about your latest trading mishaps. 
If yeah. you were having multiple conversations on a daily basis, you've been getting trapped quite often on your trades. Yeah. And you are a trap trader. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Number nine, you know, you're a trap trader when you're constantly searching for the next hot tip or secret strategy to recover your losses. Love yep. it. Love it. Number eight, you know, you're a trap trader when your trading strategy evolves from buy low, sell high to buy high. I hope it goes higher. That's that's is that the market we're in now? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, David says I feel attacked. Yeah, it's it's that word, right? That word hope, right? Yeah. All right. So we're on number seven, right? Number seven, you know you're a trap trader when you're on a first name basis with the customer support team of your brokerage due to frequent margin calls. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brokers should be your friend, but not your best friend. Right? Yeah, and they shouldn't know you by first name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they when the broker starts screening your call, you probably you, you probably gotta go back to some. Uh, uh, if you even know your broker's number off by heart, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> that'd be a bad sign too. All right, number six, you know your trap trader when you spend more time reading forums and seeking trading advice than actually executing well thought out trades. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's when we fall into and. and I, I don't, I don't mind hearing others kind of opinions or what people might be looking at or just get some trading ideas. Mm -hmm. But when I think you're executing more of their ideas than your own, you, you're probably, you're, you're probably gonna have a little bit of struggles <laughs> in the market to put it as nice as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Are we on number five? Yep. Five. Number five, you know you're a trap trader when you start questioning your own sanity after holding on to a losing position for far too long. Oh, how yeah. many people have that has that happened to? Question your sanity. Oh my goodness, I just that's too much. That's that's the easiest trip down the path to becoming a bag holder. <laughs> I, I, when you're like, it's gonna come back. Just to I'm save not, your sanity. I'm not trapped, and then you just skip <laughs> trapped to bag holding. I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number four, you know, you're a trap trader when your trading decisions are driven more by emotions than rational analysis. Ooh, and that's kind of the start of it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's actually one of the main things that causes, uh, the traps to work so well is that emotion, right? That is, yeah. that's, that's sheer fear right there. Okay. Number three, you know, you're a trap trader when you find yourself constantly refreshing your portfolio app, hoping for a miraculous price recovery or reversal. Yep. yep. Ch Chuck <laughs> says he's been there for the other one. Uh, I, I've, I've been there for all these, I think. Sometime in my career, I've been there for all of them. <laughs> yeah, you check your internet to make sure it's actually working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and some, sometimes you wish you didn't have internet. Number two. <laughs> You know you're a trap trader when your stop loss turns into the hold and hope strategy. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've read a lot of uh, trading strategies before. Not one of them was ever called hold and hope. So Hold and hope. But do you we'll know what? Maybe it's profitable. Maybe <laughs> we need an indicator. Yeah, exactly. The hold and hope. Well, I mean, they got the moon thing, whatever. Maybe the hold and hope is one. We just haven't found it. <laughs> it's the same one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that is it. All right. And the number one. The number one, you know, you're a trap trader is when your trading screen resembles a casino slot machine more than a financial platform. Yep. Not quite sure what that looks like because that has not happened to me, but definitely, 
definitely an issue. <laughs> I've been to a trader's house where it was casino was open from 9 30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern every single day. You could probably eight, nine screens. <laughs> he hired an assistant just for looking for like certain candles to come in and like his account was just <laughs> and he would just be yelling all day, stressing out. It was uh, terrible. Horrible trading strategy. Yeah. But um fun to fun to be there a bystander for sure. Yeah. I I'd almost like to say, you know, one more, you know, you know you're a trout trader if your you know trading screen looks like a Christmas tree and you've got your you're you're constantly going long short 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 <laughs> yeah but anyway no anyway just all fun aside we're hoping that you get the gist of it and you know the point is is that there's usually some immediate ramifications there's usually some bad emotions poor decision making that's all attributed to being a trap trader and i got to tell you the one thing that at least for me i know i'm trapped is because it happens immediately I was never profitable on the trade and yeah, it just happens immediately. So yeah, go ahead. There's always, and this is the, uh, the hold and hope strategy. There's always a chance that, all right, it's coming back a little bit and then it, it finally reaches your goal. The best way to avoid being that trap tra trader is understanding when you got trapped, why you got trapped and whether it's going to work in your direction or not, mm -hmm. take the loss. You could always get back in. But that's how you will lose small on the trade instead of just hoping that it's it's coming back. Yep. Right? And I'd rather, I'd rather uh, I think Brad used to say this all the time, I'd rather, I'd rather wish I was out of a trade than wish I was in the trade. Yep. And then right. trade on logic, not on hope. Yep. That's why, yeah. 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 Both of those exactly. things. So, so <laughs> and I, I think that that holds true. So yeah, if you are getting into a trade at that obvious location, those are some spots and like you said, location, 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 those are spots where, yeah, it should break down. But if it doesn't, then my thought process has been null and void. And it's time to reconsider, take the small loss, look for something else, or just be a little more patient with the with the next trade to see what yeah. happens. Yeah. And remember, it, it needs to happen quickly. And, uh, you know, you and I, have well, I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago in when I was teaching some volume profile stuff, but we were talking about value and when you have a really good deal or you get into a location where things are a really good deal, you expect it to happen really quickly. And so that speed at which it happens needs to happen fast. And if it doesn't, the longer it takes, the more likely is that you're either going to get trapped or somebody else is already trapped. So that's kind of the thing. Now I'm curious, what are some of the levels that you particularly look for to monitor whether or not you could possibly be trapped or the good locations to look for a trap to enter take advantage of it usually it's well first of all i would say if you're breaking that candle that should never break so let's say you're the pattern's bullish and you get this crazy gap down and then it runs up and okay all is well people are still in this thing and you're like, but if that candle breaks, like that should be the last hope candle. So I'm looking for like a spot under that to maybe go short or vice versa. This thing's been getting absolutely crushed and beat up. And and then uh, you're getting some kind of like decent run, small little pullback. You're consolidating a little bit. You're like, okay, if we could break out of this consolidation, that should give me that spot where I want to go long on a trade, right? That's going to be my my long. And ideally it should work. 
but I don't make the rules of the market. I just follow everybody else's. So <laughs> if it doesn't do what I want it to do right away, I, I don't really want to be in that trade. I'd rather just wait for maybe I can get another candle. Maybe I can now get a better price or something like that and maybe make more on the next breakout or instead of taking the breakout, I should have took a pullback. <laughs> so I, I think a lot of it, a lot of it happens of who's making money, why, why people are making money. And then usually that trap candle has some type of volume, right? If it's, if it comes in the location of this is the most obvious spot, and then you see a big volume candle come in and every single person who thought that was also a very good location to take long or short is, is now like, well, we're all losing money on this trade. That candle, that one candle alone has probably trapped a lot of people. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's almost better to reverse that trade. Not saying do that on every time, but it's a lot. Usually it works in your favor to reverse it, play the trap as opposed to be being the one being trapped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that volume can come in multiple candles because it depends on the time frame that's actually doing the trapping too. Right. So, you know, if you're trading, for instance, on a one minute can candle or a one minute chart and Let's just say, for instance, that you are looking to continue an S-curve lower. So you see a move that's going lower, you see some buying that goes up, and then you see a rotation lower that you're you're looking to short for whatever reason. And let's say that that the next five candles come in and each one of them trigger the trade, but none, none of them close lower. They all just trigger the trade, and then you're constantly being brought into the trade, brought into the trade, brought into the trade, but not never profitable. And it never actually breaks down. And that's what I'm talking about, the time thing. The longer that it takes, the more volume it's building up at that level. But that's a bigger time frame that's actually doing the trapping. And if you were to look at a different time train, you'll, you'll probably see the trap. And then all of a sudden, it'll take off in the other direction. So that's one of the things that, that um, like I said, I want to hit home is that time time um, that it takes to actually make the trade start to work or not work. And that, that can indicate whether or not you're likely going to get trapped or not be trapped. So just something I want to well, highlight. So Albert is asking a question in the chat. Okay. And I'm going to add a word or two in there just because I'm trying to make a full sentence here, but I, I think Albert, what you're saying is, and how do you avoid a stock coming close to your candle, wick you out, then go. Um, are you trying to ask if the trap already happened and you're trying to reverse that trap? So let's say there's a downtrend, obvious spot, it traps all the bears, and then you're looking to take a breakout, and then the next candle or two, it goes below that wick? Yeah. Yeah, if, if you're taking a short, right, and you're like, and that's what I was referring to. So let's say there's a serious pivot on the daily chart or big candle with lots of volume, and you're like, if this candle breaks, this one, we like, Let's say it's a big bullish candle with lots of volume going higher. And you're like, that candle should not break below, right? But if it does, that's where I'll probably try to enter order or to go short. Because now at that point, you know, there was a lot of bulls going in bullish that are in that trade. If that thing gaps down below the next day or starts breaking that candle, every single bull in that bullish candle is now trapped to go the wrong way. Right. So that's where you want it to come in. And if for some reason you get triggered in, it starts entering below that candle and that candle that you're playing immediately closes up back inside day or whatever the case, you got triggered into that trade, but now you're also losing. And most likely then the bullish trend still holds because not every bull is now being taken out. 
right? In terms of, because, and that's what I thought you were asking originally is, how do you avoid, because there's there's times, like we're, we're talking about how to get triggered in on trade and yep. try to discover if you've been trapped or not. But there's also the, I got trapped on my stop out. Like they came down, they wicked me out and then ran. And that's what I thought Albert was, was talking about first. But um, in that situation, there's there's always a spot you could get stopped out and the stock could run. Most people are focused on that one trade, man. They came down, they got me, I lost. All right, the broker doesn't close. The, the stock market opens tomorrow. There's a lot more trades in your trading career. You will get stopped out on trades. That's the, the part of trading that you can't really fix, right? There's things you could do to edit it. You could have your, your stops in a much lower position and be able to, to raise it. But a lot of times for me personally, I'll take smaller stops, uh, a smaller size between my, my entries and my stops, right? I've been in on trades where I got instantly trapped and by the time the candle closed, I was stopped out. It, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, there's a few things you could do. I mean, now that you know that trap's in place, all right, maybe that is a good time to reverse that trade. Maybe that's a, a time to just say, well, that didn't work and let's find something else that, that's in the stock market out of all the other tickers that are involved. So there's there's a lot you could do from there, but it doesn't have to be like, I, I really don't want to lose and now I'm fearful of getting either stopped or or whatever case. The, the other issue here is that, uh, you know, one of the reasons that traps happen or those little wicks happen is because those are also areas of liquidity, high liquidity. So those are areas where you're going to have a lot of people entering into a, a failed breakdown or a break breakout. So you're going to have people entering because of the breakdown or the breakout. But that's also going to be a location where there's a lot of people putting their stops. So if you understand the concepts around trapping and you understand what the trap looks like, that should also help you not get wicked out of certain trades. So let's say, for instance, that you're looking at a um, at an area where you ended up going long, but you know an area where if that level breaks down, you're it's going to be short. And there's a potential that there could be a trap in that area. So if that happens, uh, and you know that that area needs to break down, you wait for that area to actually fail. You don't put your stop there because if you know that that's an area that could potentially have a, a breakdown where a lot of people are going to enter the trade and potentially cause this thing to fail, but also it could be an area where there's a trap, you, you don't want to put your stops there because that, that's a good chance that you are going to get wicked out and it could run in your favor. So really the idea is to look for those areas and either wait to see what's happening with those areas and see if they're failing or if they're holding, and then either enter into the trade then, or you wait for that area to fail before you actually move your stop and exit the trade. And there's nothing wrong with actually flattening your trade if you see that it has failed, instead of moving your stop up into that location and getting wicked out and then having it move in the direction that you were there. So that's happened to me multiple times as a trader. In fact, I remember as a, a new trader, I used to complain to my mentor. I said, you know, every single time my stop, like I, I, my stop would get hit and it would run in the right direction. And she finally told me, start putting your entry where your stop is. <laughs> and I started putting my entry where my stop would go and be the trap instead of being uh, wicked out or being a trap. Um, I would be the one that was 
taking advantage of the trap. And that made a huge difference in my trading because understanding where the liquidity is and knowing that area. Plus, if you can get better entries and you can get into those areas where there's high liquidity in the area where there's a trap or a potential trap area, you can control your losses much better. So that's just something else to consider. So I'm hoping that you follow all of that. It's much easier when we have graphics to be able to explain some of the stuff that we're talking about right now, but we're doing our best to try and explain yeah, and, it with our words. <laughs> and trying to find traps in it. Let's, let's say you're day trading, trying to find yeah. those traps in an open market. Because um, if, you, if you're swing trading, you have the option of, you could look at the daily charts and see where things closed. But there's times, especially when things have already run too far. So they're really extremely bullish on the day. And you're like, this thing's got to pull back, mm -hmm. right? Or, or things are just getting absolutely wrecked in the market because Jerome Powell said something. And you're, you're like, I, I don't have, I really can't go in the direction of that bigger move that already happened, right? So that's where I'm like, okay, well, I, it's either I just don't trade because I, I'm buying it either too high or too low. And this thing probably gets some kind of reverse. So where's my risk reward on the trade? Mm -hmm. Right. But if I see something where I'm like, okay, this is now coming into a very good level, lots of resistance, maybe VPOC, maybe some, some reason as to why, like if this thing breaks, then I'll maybe try to actually play that reversal. Right. And mm -hmm. start looking for those reversal spots by identifying where those traps would be. And then waiting to see if they come in where you're like, okay, that definitely trapped a lot of people. That now gives you solid entry, solid stops. Whether it works or not, who knows? You're, you, you are taking a reversal that's going against the trend, but it will give you a good setup to try to play the trap. And then maybe people finally either start taking profits or have to have to start bailing for, for losses on those trades who are usually, usually it's usually it's a lot of the newbies getting in like all-time highs, breakouts, or you're at the high day range and then it's been running all day into that range. <laughs> And you're like, okay, if, if people want to get in here, I wouldn't do it. But if other people do, and then you see that trap come in, now you were able to avoid being in the trap, which is a good place to be. And now you could get the opportunity to play that trap, right? Mm -hmm. So that's typically where, for me, what I look for in day trades. And, and as I'm on the mic, you guys hear it all the time where I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, this thing has been massively, but NVIDIA all the time uh, for like the last six weeks, probably. I'm like, I really don't want to fight this trend. They've been just so bullish on this thing. Every dip gets bought up. So let's see if this thing breaks down. If it does, great, I'll miss it. If it doesn't, and this is the spot that's going to throw a trap, I'll play that trap. If this thing, if this candle turns into a hammer, I'm going to play that trap. Yeah. Right. And those are those are spots that I'm kind of looking for for if if it's not breaking down the way it should. And I know I can't take advantage of it anyway. I'll try to look the other way, but I want to see somebody get trapped first. I want to see some kind of bigger volume start to to pile in. And I'm like, okay, you're just break, you're you're breaking a lot of newbies in right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The other thing, uh, you know, I look for, I guess, is uh, well, I, I should say a tip. If you're finding that in your trading, you're getting trapped multiple times during the day then the chances are you're on the wrong time frame at the moment. And that's something else that I think needs to be considered because we can look very narrow-mindedly at a specific time frame and at a specific chart and get a, a picture and think of a direction and all that kind of thing. But if that time frame doesn't have the control or the power over the market at the moment, you could be missing what is actually controlling the market. And it could be coming from a different time frame. So if you're finding that you are running into multiple trap scenarios in the same day, 
take a step back and maybe take a look at a higher time frame and see if you can get a different picture. That's one of the tips that I would recommend because it does, it happens. It happens to all of us. Dan, you've been trapped, right? I've been trapped. It's happened multiple times. Yeah, I get, I get trapped yeah. all the time. Dan, once again, the, the hour just goes by so fast. I, I don't I know how you. we keep running out of time. I, I don't <laughs> get this time thing. It's an unusual concept, but I do appreciate all you guys joining us each and every week, whether it be in the live chat here in all the all access pass at reallifetrading.com or each and every week on wherever podcasts are found. We love you guys. Appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. Okay.